Jim Crowley. Come with me, and you'll see. It's a world filled with all the meat that you want. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass in the studio. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. Yes, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour. We're all excited about that. Come on down to Carson City Saloon. There are college football games tonight. Get your drank on. Watch them. Watch TCU demolish SMU. It's still college football. I don't care how close the score is. It's fun to watch, and it's always fun to watch here. But I think you should all be more excited about my officially official 2018 Pittsburgh Steelers prediction. We'll give all predictions from the weekend's games at the end of the show Brian, Tom, and myself will have a nice little contest. At the end of the year, the loser will have to do something crazy. We haven't quite put our finger on what it's going to be just yet, but you know we will follow through. Someone's chest is getting whacked. Someone's belly button's getting pierced. Someone's eating wasabi. It'll be great. Without any further ado, it is time for the official, the officially official Crowley Show 2018 Steelers prediction. Do it. I don't think they're going to be that good. <laughs> they're going to be good. I think they're going to be that good. Think about the 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, they had to overcome the loss of Ryan Shazier. Spoiler alert, he still won't be here this year. They had to deal with a lot of drama last year. Spoiler alert, they'll have to deal with a lot of drama this year too. But they played close games against the likes of the Chicago Bears who beat them. They played the Packers close with their backup quarterback, Brett Hundley, who was so good he got traded this offseason. They were trailing the Colts forever, and they came from behind to win that game. They had trouble with the Cincinnati Bengals the second time around. Joe Flacco didn't throw a pass longer than five yards all season long, put up 38 points on the Steelers in Heinz Field towards the end of the season. They won those games aside from the Bears. But they probably shouldn't want all of them. Chris Boswell's knocking through field goals left and right. He gets the contract extension at the end of the season, uh, or I suppose this offseason, and he deserves every penny he makes because he's one of the best kickers in the league. But you shouldn't have to rely on him to make five last-second field goals, especially against some dog bleep teams. When you're 13-3 and three and you're dominant like the Philadelphia Eagles and you're beating the puss out of people, You're stopping on their heads with the offensive line and with the defensive line. You're moving them four yards off the ball on offense. You're sacking the quarterback a bunch, and you're stopping the run on defense. That sticks with me. When you can win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, I believe that you're going to be good the next year. I believe that 13-3 is more than legit. The Steelers at 13-3, playing those dog bleep teams last year as close as they played them, seem to me like they're due for a regression. The Oakland Raiders were really good two years ago. 
They were bursting onto the scene. They had Derek Carr. They finally had a good quarterback. They had the run game going. They had a nice young rookie at wide receiver who was hauling in touchdown passes and scoring a lot of points. And people thought last year they are going to be the breakout team again. They're going to break out even further. They lost Derek Carr. He couldn't win in the playoffs because he wasn't there. They were going with Matt McGloin. What happened to them? Regression to the mother bleeping mean. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't the Oakland Raiders. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't going to go from 13-3 and to dog crap. The Steelers aren't going to go from one of the two best teams in the AFC, one of the three best teams in the AFC, to be a laughing stock in this league. They're not going to stink, but I think they are going to take a step backwards. I don't look at this as a team that's going to win 12, 13 games and challenge for AFC supremacy in the regular season. I don't look at them as a team that threatens for the best record in this conference. And it's not a good conference. I think the Steelers are an 11-5 football team if Le'Veon Bell plays every single game. Le'Veon Bell's not going to play every single game. He's not going to play on Sunday, and God knows when he'll be back. Ian Rappaport has guessed he'll be back on Saturday. I've also guessed he'll be back after Week 10. I believe me more than I believe the Rappaport report. He might not be around for a while. If he's not, I believe he's a big enough part of this offense and this team that it costs the Steelers in the win-loss margin. Other people say no. James Conner can shoulder the load. Other people say Le'Veon Bell wasn't a disruptive enough football player. Le'Veon Bell wasn't a big-time game-breaker, put a bunch of points on the board football player. He played 90% of the snaps, and the Steelers were willing to pay him $33 million. He rejected it. Doesn't mean the Steelers didn't want that contract to be signed. It doesn't mean that they didn't think that they might be paying him $70 million over the life of the five-year deal. He matters, and he will matter in the final win-loss total of this team. So there's that, and there's this little thing called the defense. When Ryan Shazier went out, Steelers gave up one more yard per carry from that point forward on the ground, and they gave up a whopping 11 more points per game on that defensive side. That is a massive number. That's the same number that the Atlanta Falcons dropped on offense from two years ago to last year. They had 33 points a game two years ago before the Steve Sarkeesian movement. Last year, they averaged 22 points a game. They went to the Super Bowl the year before. They didn't last year. 11 points a game is a big deal. Have you seen the Steelers do enough to address that inside linebacker position to believe that those numbers aren't going to be somewhat stagnant? I have not. John Bostick is just a guy. His tape looks a lot better than what I've seen him do in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Maybe he's got more in the tank. He's still not Ryan Shazier. Do you want to rely on Matthew Thomas? Maybe. He's got some upside. I think that he's a better player, or he can be a better player. His ceiling's higher than that of Bostick or Vince Williams. But that doesn't give me much faith for now. It doesn't give me much faith in his ability to help the Steelers' defense in 2018. They bring in Terrell Edmonds. They bring in Morgan Burnett. I don't think that fixes the problem unless the Steelers are willing to allow it to fix the problem. And what I mean by that is inside linebackers, a sieve, don't play two all the time. Play a lot of defensive backs. Slide Morgan Burnett up into the box. Use Terrell Edmonds as your ball-hawking safety. Or allow Terrell Edmonds to play in the box and use Morgan Burnett, even though he's not necessarily cut out for that. I still think he'll be better than Mike Mitchell. If the Steelers want to fix inside linebacker, they can do that with their personnel. 
They can switch the alignment. They can play more 4-3 and slide a run-and-hit linebacker safety hybrid into the box. But I don't know if they're going to do that. They talk about wanting to play the dollar defense. We saw it very rarely in the preseason, and I don't know how committed they are to playing it a bunch in the regular season. The defense from the onset, from the second I went to St. Vincent College to now, I said they need to show me. They're a prove-it defense. They're a show-me defense. I'm not going to believe they're better until I see that they're better. And while I think Stefan Tuitt can make a huge difference in making this team a good team into a Super Bowl contender, I still need to see that too. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers go from 13-3 and to my official prediction now, 10-6. and And I think 10-6 and puts them in a dogfight for the division. You might say the Ravens stink. They got better this offseason. You might say Joe Flacco stinks. Well, you're right about that. But the defense is one of the best in the league. Their special teams are always perennially one of the best in the league right there with New England. They're going to scratch and claw their way to eight or nine wins. If the Steelers win ten games, they're in a dogfight. The Steelers also, I don't think, are going to get six wins from the division this year. The Browns are markedly improved. The Ravens have improved. And the Bengals, I think, are the most improved team in the division. The Steelers, to me, are a distant fourth in terms of most improved. The Bengals have a better offensive line now than they've had in a while. They're committed to utilizing Joe Mixon as the feature back. Say what you will about him being a trash human being. He is. But Joe Mixon, I think, can be one of the best running backs in this league, and he's a weapon that reminds me a lot of Le'Veon Bell in the passing game. They've got great wide receiver depth. They've got A.J. Green. They've got a great tight end. They've got a bunch of weapons, including now John Ross, who they didn't utilize at all last year, who was the fastest player at the NFL Combine. They are going to be better. They are going to be a team that contends for a wild card. And if the Steelers win the division at 10 games, then a team that contends for a wild card will be right there until the end in that hunt. This isn't to say the Steelers can't make it to the Super Bowl. But I think the Steelers are more likely to miss the playoffs than they are to win the Super Bowl. I know that sounds ridiculous, but for everything that I just said, I think they're going to take a big step back. And it stinks. Ben Roethlisberger's career winding out. The sand is falling through the hourglass ever so quickly. Le'Veon Bell's a no-show now, and he'll definitely be a no-show for the entire year next year because he'll be playing for the Jets or the Colts or somebody else. The Steelers can win it. I don't think they will. I'll give you my Super Bowl prediction later on in the show when we pick this weekend's games. Coming up next, more of a scouting report on the Browns and what they've got to bring to the table. You're listening to The Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Oh, it's close. That was close. (laughs) Maybe I decide those teats don't need milking. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The others don't need a squeezing. Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. Chris tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, you've become a Mark Madden wannabe fraud, dude. (laughs) All these cheese dick routines on Twitter and yelling, you know zero about football. 
You're a radio producer who Tunch and Wolf got a job because previous ESPN hosts like hookers and young girls. So keep honking off on ratings. Not all that's false. Here's the deal, though. Tunch and Wolf. By the way, real quick, Adam, thanks for listening for all those years, buddy. Really appreciate your support of the radio station, and thank you for your continuing listening to the Adam Crowley Show. I don't want to. Ah, get out of here, no, Chris. He's going to keep listening. Ah, let's get out of here. Crowley, let me tell you right now, this guy will keep listening. He's he tweeted me like stop. a thousand times he before. He stop. listens all the time. He needs us. Oh, he but I don't needs, need him. He needs us like oxygen. I don't need him. Ah, you can get out of here, Chris Mack, double O zero. Mick Big Mac on Twitter.com. Mick Stupid. Here's where this came from. He didn't like that I think the Steelers aren't going to be as good as he thinks they're going to be. The Steelers were 13-3 and last year. They're a great football team. They're going to win the Super Bowl. There's like 12 teams right now that can make the same argument that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Just because the Steelers have won six before and have gone to a couple under Mike Tomlin doesn't give them the right to go every single year, and they haven't been. And I'll be shocked if they do this year. As for Tunch and Wolf getting me my job, <laughs> I met Tunch and Wolf years after I started here, and I'm pretty sure they did not put in a good word for me. They like me. We're boys. They're my boys. They're my friends. But, yeah, no, I'm here because I'm good. I'm here because I'm awesome. I don't need you, Chris. You need me. You inject me into your veins because I'm an addiction. And no matter how much you think you can listen to something else, you can't because we're fun. We're funny. We're different. See you on Monday. <laughs> Here's why I think the Steelers aren't going to be good. As good. And, and I guess it's relative. Good compared to last year? No. But good compared to the AFC? 10-6? and six? Yeah, probably. This schedule is not easy. They're playing the Browns first week of the season. And yeah, they're 1-31 over the last two years. I- I'll admit it, but they have 19 of those players returning. So they're not the same. They're far more talented. They've got a quarterback who doesn't turn the football over. They've got Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver. I feel like they're going to be a lot better. Does it mean they're going to beat Pittsburgh? No. Could they? Yeah, you're damn right. Last year I didn't think they could, and they beat the Steelers by three. If not for a special teams touchdown, they do beat the Steelers. So that's game one. Kansas City comes to town. Steelers always have their way with them. Okay, you chalk that one up as a victory. But then they go on the road to Tampa. Have the Steelers ever had problems with under 500 teams on the road? Have the Steelers ever had trouble with under 500 teams on the road in the third game of the season? I can't remember the last time that that happened. Oh, 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 wait, I can. It was last year when they lost to Chicago. The Steelers going to Tampa and losing a Monday night football game to them with no Jameis Winston, is just about the most Steelers thing that could happen. I'm predicting it won't, but it could. I think you're going to split with Baltimore this year. I think you're going to split with Cincinnati. I think you go 4-2 and two in the division. That's two more losses than last year. Then the schedule really becomes a pain in the old cheese dick. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons at Heinz Field. The Steelers tend to have their way with teams from the NFC at home. And yet Atlanta can't punch the ball into the end zone. They made the playoffs last year. They made the Super Bowl the year before. They've got a whole bunch of offensive talent. And the Steelers' defense still scares me a little bit. You chucking that one up as a dub immediately? Yeah, I doubt it. How about Thursday against the Carolina Panthers? It's in Pittsburgh. Home teams have an advantage on Thursday nights. But Carolina was a playoff team last year. 
Carolina does a lot of things that can give the Steelers problems, including they have a pretty darn good run-heavy offense with a quarterback who's the size of two of me plus Brian and Tom on each other's shoulders. They then go to Jacksonville. How'd they do against Jacksonville last year? I don't remember! They didn't do well against Jacksonville. Got stomped at home. Was it once? No, it was twice. Three strikes, you're out. Would you be shocked if they lost on the road at night to Jacksonville this year? Yeah, I wouldn't be. How about on the road at Denver? They've had a good history there, right? Wrong. AFC Championship game in 2005, they won. Congratulations. Jake Plummer was the flipping quarterback. Doesn't mean anything. The Los Angeles Chargers are everyone's darling. Yes, they come to Heinz Field. They're also going to be one of the best teams in the AFC, according to most prognosticators, including myself this year. They go to the Oakland Raiders joint before they tear that bitch down. The Oakland Coliseum. You get swallowed up by the black hole. They've had a lot of problems there in the past. Then the Patriots come to town. Patriots good? When have they beat them? 2011? Okay, I've got a lot of faith there. How about the Saints on the road? In the dome. With Drew Brees. And Alvin Kamara. And what's his John's going to be back from his suspension? Good luck there. You round out the season with the Cincinnati Bengals, whom I think the Steelers are splitting the season with. I'm not the kind of guy who loves to go game by game, although I just did. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to say, you go to Oakland and they're going to kick the Steelers' ass. They very well could. You don't know what the situation's going to be. You don't know how well they're playing at the time, who's hurt, who's healthy. But when you look at the schedule... The first time, you got to think it's tougher than last year. And when you look at the schedule now, you got to think it's far tougher than last year. I mean, they're playing two of the tougher divisions to play against in football. I know that the AFC West doesn't seem tough, but when you go to Denver and Oakland, those are the two toughest places, two of the toughest places in the league to go. 13 wins? You only see three losses coming there? You think they're going to be just as good? I don't. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Vic Rock says, "You do seem like a hater, brother. <laughs> Steelers will do way better than you say. Don't make the call. If the Steelers get into the playoffs, and I do think that they will, yeah, that's a hater. They've got a shot. The AFC kind of seems like it sucks. The Patriots roster isn't what it, it used to be. They still got Brady and Belichick. And then after that, you're kind of looking for that next team. Maybe it's Jacksonville. Maybe it's not." Maybe it's the Chargers. Maybe it's not. I think they'll be good, but I think, I think, I think, I think. The Steelers have an opportunity if they make the playoffs to make some noise in the AFC just based solely on the weakness of the conference. But to think that they're going to repeat a 13-3 and season again, I think is foolhardy. Do they look like the Eagles? Are they as complete of a roster as the Eagles said? No. And you can say all you want that the Steelers offensively are as talented as any team in football. So are the Falcons. And they laid an egg yesterday. They averaged 22 points a game last year. Talent isn't everything. And this isn't to criticize the Steelers' coaching staff and say that they're below par. They're not good. But it is to say that it's not all about talent. It's about scheme. It's about preparation. It's about in-game management. It's about not making mistakes, and the Steelers make a bunch of mistakes, and they have a bunch of distractions every year. I didn't even touch on distraction in the last segment. Steelers were able to fight their way through the distraction to go 13-3 and last year. 
this year the distraction might be Le'Veon Bell not being here, and the conversation surrounding that can get in their heads, but the fact that he won't be around is bigger of a distraction than any of the stuff that happened last year because you're not going to have him. Why do Steelers fans call me a hater when I say that they're not going to finish 13-3 and when they're probably not going to have one of the best running backs in football? Do you not think that that makes a difference? Do you not think that it affects negatively their win-loss total for the upcoming season? Do you think they're just going to roll out of bed and run the football for 140 yards because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers and they've got this great offensive line? No, the offensive line is good, but they're not just going to become three yards in a cloud of smoke, four yards in a cloud of smoke because you want them to. They're not going to be as good this year. You can mark it. 412-922-2874. What are your thoughts on my prediction? What do you think the Steelers' outcome is going to be this year? Keep calling me a hater. Jump on the phone line. Tell me. Do you think they'll win 13 games again? Because me saying they'll win less makes you call me a hater. Again, 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I don't think New England's going to be as great. I don't think Jacksonville's going to be as great. Doesn't mean they still can't beat the Steelers. I think they're taking steps back, too. If you put the Steelers in the NFC, here comes the real hate, baby. I don't know legitimately if they make the playoffs or not. Are the Steelers better than the Saints? We'll find out. I don't think so. Steelers beat up on the Vikings last year. They've got a pretty darn good quarterback now in Kirk Cousins who's going to be there. Packers now have Rages! Rages! Atlanta was in the Super Bowl two years ago, made the playoffs last year. We're a play away from maybe going to the Super Bowl this year. Carolina's really stanking good. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. You're looking at six, seven teams that aren't just playoff teams, but are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. If you move the Steelers to the NFC, you're crossing your fingers. Depends on what division you're in, right? So by that logic, you have to determine whether or not the Steelers are true Super Bowl contenders. They can get there in the AFC based on how watered down it is. But if I'm ranking teams based on how well I think they're going to perform this year, I think the Steelers are like 7th or 8th. Bavada has them as the 4th most likely team to win the Super Bowl. They watch and play defense last year. They can be better. They might well be better. But until they show me that they can, I don't buy it. Who's going to play inside linebacker? Like, is this something that we're just forgetting about? You're a hater, Crowley. You're going to hate John Bostic in like three weeks. You're a hater, Crowley. You're going to be asking for Matthew Thomas, an undrafted rookie free agent from Florida State, to come in in about three weeks. Is Vince Williams good, or is he just good at rushing the passer from the inside linebacker position? You'll probably call him a jag off in about three weeks. The Steelers have flaws. Who's playing tight end for them week one? Jesse James? Okay, he's just a guy. Vance McDonald's hurt. Who's playing running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it Le'Veon Bell? No, it's James Conner. He's just a guy. Who's the third wide receiver? Is it a rookie? It is. Rookies can surprise you. Juju Smith-Schuster did last year. But he's a rookie you can't count on. Cam Hayward's great. Stephon Tewitt's great. Wake me up the next time they play five games in a row where one of them's not hurt. I don't think the sky's falling. I don't think they're going to be awful. I think Cleveland fans would sign up for the season the Steelers are about to give you. 
but I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Sorry to rain on your parade. 412-922-2874. I invite you to bite me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up next, <laughs> our predictions from FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Tom and Brian and myself as we go into the death pool for the 2018 season. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Can't do driven. Can't do driven. Can't do driven. That was on my wrist tape. Eyes. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. It's starting to hit me that tomorrow Pitt and Penn State play, that Sunday the Steelers and the Brannies play, that this thing's really here. It is, bro. It is so flipping here, man. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom, behind the glass, back in the studios. We're live at the Carson City Saloon for Bud Light Happy Hour. The first week of the season in college football always kind of seems to leave a lot to be desired, I think, because you've got so many teams playing cupcakes. But you've got Pitt and Penn State now playing tomorrow for a lot of the marbles. I won't say all the marbles. Penn State could roll the rest of the way through their schedule and still make the playoff. Although losing to Pitt would probably tell me they're not able to do that. But it means everything for Pitt, man. Their whole season is really on the line tomorrow. You beat Penn State, you go 7-5, and five, you go 6-6, six and six, it's still a hell of a year. You bash it into those numbskulls' heads that, man, we got you. Twice. Two out of three. And even if we lose to Yins in Happy Valley next year, we split at the very worst in this new incarnation of the series. So I can't wait for that. And then Steelers and Browns. I'm terrified, I think, if I'm Ben Roethlisberger of the Miles Garrett-Alejandro Villanueva battle. Villanueva's a good player. He's more famous for standing out and looking at the flag for the national anthem. His jersey was one of the top sellers in the entire league last year. He's a good player. He's not great. I think Miles Garrett is potentially one of the best defensive players in the game who's going to break out this year. And if you have one of those guys, it makes your defense that much better. I'm more worried, however, about the Browns' left tackle situation if I'm Terod Taylor. They're starting an undrafted rookie at LT. Yikes. You want to talk about a referendum on our opinions on Bud Dupree? If Bud Dupree can't get home blowing past, spoon moving around, swim moving around, an undrafted rookie left tackle. We got some splaining to do. They flipped T.J. Watt with Bud Dupree. It's been a storyline all offseason long. We're finally going to get a chance to see it in the game because T.J. Watt's been hurt the entire preseason. And when we do, you better hope Bud Dupree gets home. There are two guys that I think need to perform hugely for the Steelers tomorrow. Bud Dupree, given his matchup, and James Conner given all the hoopla. James Conner's been anointed the next one, even though he hasn't taken a regular season carry since last year when he was not the number one back. 
if the Steelers win and James Conner has 100 yards, everyone takes a deep breath, except for Le'Veon Bell. Everyone takes a sigh of relief, and it's all hunky-dory from there. But if that doesn't happen, if James Conner gets stonewalled and the Steelers lose, well, my show will be fun on Monday. I'm a Mark Madden wannabe. And a hater. And a hater. You guys ready to do some predictions? Yeah, why not? Let's do some predictions, baby. Let's do it. time of the year. It is that time of the year. Start off with the Bears and Packers. The Bears just got Khalil Mack. He's a stud. Their defense, I think, with Roquan Smith and some other pieces is going to be really good. The Packers with Brett Favre being gone now <laughs> you see what i did there yeah with aaron Rodgers back from being hurt i'm not going to retire just yet you don't know if brett's coming back you he never know still. you yeah. never know he could be back <laughs> uh, i think the packers still are going to win i think they're a playoff team in the nfc they weren't last year because they lost Rodgers. all the hoopla around the bears worries me a little bit if i'm a bears fan i'm going pack you want to go tom oh me next okay sure um <laughs> God, you know, there's just so many elements that go into picking this game. Earth, wind, fire. Yes. Some others as well. Potassium. Uh-huh. Hydrogen. Things of those nature. Oxygen. I got to go with the Packers in this one, too. Green Bay, 34. Chicago, 15. You're giving a score. Look at you. You like that? Wow. Details and stuff. I got a Bears upset here. Whoa! I do, man. Sorry. No Jordy Nelson for Rodgers dish two. New HC at the Bears. Don't know what you, what's coming. Only have OC tape on them. I think the Bears come out and got a chance. Just kind of one of those games. Mitchell Trubritsky. See what he brings to the table. Wasn't good last year. Chiefs and Chargers. I am a big believer in Patrick Mahomes. I loved him as my QB1 last year. And I know that might sound crazy, but I loved him. Saw him a lot at Texas Tech. He's got a chooch. Even when the play breaks down, he can make something happen out of nothing. That being said, the Chargers are poised to have a great season this year. They lost their starting tight end. They lost one of their cornerbacks in Verrett. But I think they're going to win this game in front of a rocking 25,000-seat stadium. I got Chargers over Chiefs week one. Yeah, you know, everything on paper says that the Chargers are better than the Chiefs from top to bottom on the roster. This is a really easy game to pick. But then I remember it's week one. And this is the Chargers, so you can put the Chiefs down as a lock to get the win. Whoa! Did you throw the records yeah. out? Mm. No, not yet. It's too <laughs> early for that. The Chargers always do come slow out of the gates. That's a good call, Tom. Brian? They do. I'm going the other way. I think the Chargers yeah. win this game. But I think it'll take a few games before this year we realize they are not what we thought they were. I think it'll go the other way, and they'll fall apart late, kind of. That's where I'm going with it. But Next, I got Chargers. I like it, baby. Brian is on the Chargers. I'm on the Chargers. I'm on the Bears. Tom's on the Bears. Brian, or pardon me. Backwards. 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 Yeah. Brian's on the Packers. No, nope, still no, backwards. Let me do this. I'm on the Bears. You're on the Packers. Tom's on the Packers. You got it just right, Goldilocks. Jaguars, Giants. I think the Giants at home in the Meadowlands, Saquon Barkley, OBJ finally healthy, the new and improved offensive line, and the Jaguars, having had no players hurt last year, having had a terrible, horrific offense go to the AFC Championship game, are due for a regression. I think the regression starts this week. I got Giants in a close one in the Meadowlands. 
Give me Big G, baby. Big Blue. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm taking the Giants. Damn it! You know, you got a Southern team traveling up to a cold-weather stadium. That, that <laughs> always goes poorly for them. And like you said, they have a civic quarterback for the Jaguars. So Giants all day. I got the Giants as well. Oh, a sweep! Yeah, one thing that's going to be fun, OBJ versus Ramsey. That's going to be a nice yes. matchup all game long. I got to give the edge, edge to the Giants, though, in this one. And I think the thing about that is... They'll use Ramsey on OBJ, and then if Ramsey ever gets tired, OBJ will still be running the routes. Yeah. Just to have AJ Boye cover him. I mean, yeah. they can definitely slow him down. I think the running game for the Giants is too much. Now to the creme de la creme, boys. Now to Pitt, Penn State, and Stillers Brownies. We'll start chronologically with the non-backyard brawl, but the brawl that'll be had in our backyard, Pitt, Penn State. I think Pitt keeps it close. And then wins at the end. That's right. Total heel turn. Total heel turn. No, no. You are not allowed to pick Pitt. I am vetoing this. No. (laughs) You can't veto No. I'm sorry. I think that Penn State's linebacking core and their back end of the defense is so young and inexperienced. (sighs) Pitt did not show a lot last week. A lot of vanilla offense. Penn State struggled mightily with Appalachian State's passing game and really running game. Kenny Pickett will give him fits out of the pocket. Pitt. Finds a way, late, field goal, victory. And it pains me to say, but they'll win. Well, I was really excited to pick Pitt in this game until about 20 seconds ago, but I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll take Pitt too. Sure. 45-2. to two. <laughs> Now that's ridiculous, Tom. <laughs> no, it's not. Two points? Are you kidding me? Yeah, there it is. offensive <laughs> line was shaky last week. They could easily get a safety on us. <laughs> I got Pitt over Penn State. No! I do, I do. And here's the reason. It's just one simple reason. That App State game, my God, that's a little bit scary for a team who's supposed to be as good as Penn State. I think Pitt kind of has their number. I think they come in. I think they beat them. And Pitt played Penn State really well last year in Happy Valley. I know the score was 19-point margin of victory, but Pitt outgained them. Pitt moved the ball. They had an opportunity, and they let it squander away. Uh, We all picked Pitt. That means they're going to lose. Steelers and Brownies. (laughs) I think if the spread was eight and a half, I'd take Browns, but we're picking straight up here. I think the Browns lose by a couple. I think it's uncomfortable as all get out. I think it resembles last year's game one between these two teams, but I think the Steelers get home with the blitz. They had a bunch of sacks against Cleveland last year. They've got a starting left tackle that was an undrafted rookie free agent. I think defensively the Steelers get it done because on offense the Steelers are a little bit slow out of the gate. Tight Steelers over Browns. Yeah, it's the Steelers over the Browns. I mean, it's every year it's the Steelers over the Browns. They've never lost to the Browns in the history of their organization. It it won't start now. All right. Now I guess it's my turn to be the hater. Don't do this. Is it my turn to be the hater Don't do it, Brian. Don't do it. I got the Browns, man. I'm sorry. I don't want to see it happen, but this is that kind of game. You know it is. There's tons of distractions coming in, no level on the field. You've got Connor coming into his own. You've got a bunch of things that are kind of up in the air. And a team that has lost that many games, it has to come around. Ben Roethlisberger has beat them all but two times. That third's got to come eventually. And I don't want, I know it's a deep football take here, but it's one of those games that just feels like it's a game that's not going to go our way. They're due. It's sort of. I, I hate that they're due thing, but they kind of are due. One in 31 over the last two years is why I couldn't do it. If they were 10 and whatever that would make them over the last two years, I think I'd pick them too. And I don't think by any means they're a better team. I think it's one of those games that goes wrong.
You know? It's time for some other crap. Woo! Other crap. It's been 617 days since Cleveland beat Pittsburgh in a football game. How many? Woo! Other crap. It's been 621 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show. Where in the world is Jerry Dulac? Coming up next, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network will jump on board. He'll give the scouting report for the Cleveland Browns. Is he at the strip club? Is he in Miami? Is he on a plane? Is he at the Carson City Saloon? No, we are. Now, why wait a do you, second why do you there. think Jerry Dulac's at a strip club? Out of context. I didn't say that. Crowley did. Out of context. Stop. We got a second star. Tonight's second star of the show, the Kansas Jayhawk football team. I don't know who in the world is betting Kansas right now. Kansas couldn't beat us, even with the guy <laughs> with his shirt off who can't get anything out of the building machine <laughs> and wants to kick the trash can. I promise you. He did one quarterback. Let's play the option. The three of us are beating Kansas. They're horrible. Seriously, then, why would you think Jerry's at a strip yeah, club? Yeah, that's weird. Out of context. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, the one and only Paul Dog. Okay, this one goes out to AC, <laughs> the Baltimore B, and the shirtless T. I have to also give a shout-out to Craig Mack and uh, Super. Super. Ding dong. He's at the door. Hey, Ben, who's at the door? I don't know. Ding dong. Who is that? Hey, B. I'm not sure. I'm looking on my dance. Okay, I'll get it. Oh, it's James Conant. Ready to take a stand. Looking good in that number 30. Answer the bell. Maybe get over 100. Get a little dirty. The Cleveland Browns. The team without a logo. Sea <laughs> land. Oh, jeez. No! Are no! That Come is, on! That is crazy. Good baseball team, no sellouts. You guys are just plain lazy. Steelers, <laughs> yeah. the team of controversy. AB wearing Fafachi. Steelers heard week one. Can you hear me? Ooh! Stand together. Terrible towels flying always and forever. Double yoy. Boy. And now my brain hurts. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Ours too, Paul Dog. Oh, Paul Dog. Ours too. My Can't God. wait to get his post-Browns pre-Kansas City reaction next week. I, we- I guarantee you there'll be a ding-dong in it. No doubt about it. Maybe ding even dong. a hostess. Yikes. Oh, on Sunday, 11 o'clock, Steelers pregame right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Almost had it without a bad joke. I got halftime. I got a little bit of postgame. Where in the world is Jerry Dulac? At a strip club? So close. That one wasn't out of context. It was not. Talk to you Monday.